We're just following the leading of the Holy Ghost. I want to share something with you. Uh, if you turn, turn to uh, Revelation 19 and uh, verse 1. Revelation, I don't even know what it says. I just know what's in there. There you go. All right. So now I actually read it. Revelation 91. Y'all, y'all are like, who is this crazy pastor? What I want you to see, did you notice a few minutes ago we sang the word hallelujah, yeah. right? Yeah. Hallelujah. And in this verse is that word. Um, because anything that you have that you study and know from the word, you want to know uh, from the Bible. You don't want to just make it up. Have you ever thought to think, like, what does hallelujah mean? Like, I know we say it, but what does that mean exactly? Anybody know what it means right off the bat? Anybody? You don't have to, I'm not going to call you up here, but does anybody actually know what it means right off the bat? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Nobody knows what it means. We just shout it. Glory to God. And uh, hallelujah. So if you look at this, now if you have... Uh, and you see this, after these things I heard something like a loud voice and a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah, uh, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. Uh, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. But he says, Hallelujah, it's, it's a, a word of praise. If you'll notice, you remember um, uh, Jehovah, right? You remember Va, Yah, Yah. Have you ever heard God called Yahweh, Yah, Yahweh, you know, Yahweh? All right, so the Yah is actually a name of God, Yah. So when we say hallelujah, right, uh, what you're actually talking about is something about God there. And what you have is you have two different words. If you have like uh, the Bible on the tablet or something where you can look up the original uh, Greek or, yeah, Greek word there, you can see that it's actually made up from two words, Alleluia and Yah. Now, you remember there's an older song that doesn't say Hallelujah. It says Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. I forget which song that is, but I remember singing it as a kid. And uh, what that is is that's a praise, and then it's a praise to God. Now, I want you to see this. So this word, if you look at the original language, it means literally... Uh, I'll, I'll read this to you. Uh, this is from the, the Greek. It's basically an adoring exclamation, right? Hallelujah. Praise ye Yah, or praise ye the Lord. An adoring uh, exclamation, praise ye the Lord, hallelujah. You remember that one song? Praise ye the Lord, hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord, hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hey, y'all did know it. Amen. And, but basically what they're saying is the definition and then the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. It's the same thing. It's saying praise ye the Lord. But you have two different words there. In, in the Greek, you have, uh, excuse me, uh, in the Greek, you actually, it goes back to some Hebrew words a Hebrew word 1984 and a Hebrew word uh, 3050 in the Strong's. Now the word 3050 in the Strong's is the name of the Lord, the Lord most vehement, Yah, right? And that's where the Yah part comes from. But then you have 1984 
uh, which is the halal or halal, right? This means hallelujah. So I want you, the reason I bring this up is because I want you to see something in it. This means a primitive, well, like that's kind of why I bring everything up is I want you to see something. In, I mean, I'm just, just saying. But uh, I kind of like don't just do it for no reason. And uh, that was like filler, you know. I'm just, I'm just going somewhere. Anyway, um, halal, a primitive root to be clear. Now, notice this. Hallelujah is praise you the Lord. But the word hallelujah means... To be, well, first part is to be clear. Like, don't be confused about this. What I'm about to do, let, me, let it be clear. Let it stand out and be clear. Then it says, to shine. Hence, to make a show, to boast. So, in other words, one of the things that we're doing is I'm getting ready to be very clear and to boast about the Lord. So when we say hallelujah, it stands out. Yeah. It stands out. I love it. You know, I, I heard uh, somebody not too long ago there, it was worldly, it was a worldly situation. They're like, somebody say hallelujah. And they didn't even know what they were saying. I'm like, <laughs> they just praise the Lord on national TV and don't even know it, you know. But it's something about that word. It sticks out. It, it stands out in itself. Like it's kind of like self-fulfilling. It, it is to stand out, to be clear to make a show, to boast about you, no, to boast about God, right? And then it says, and thus to be clamorously foolish. Foolish, to be foolish. In other words, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise the Lord to the point where some people might even say, I'm, that, that guy's foolish. This is, this is what we're doing. And then it says, call to rave over. Causatively to celebrate. So then it, then it says to praise. Uh, one word is to rage. So this is a, this is a fanatical word, right? To, to boast foolishly and stand out in it and be clear, I'm giving God some praise. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 So, and then... If you look at it, I'm, uh, this uh, defines it a little bit more in depth. To shine, to flash forth light, to praise, boast, be boastful, to be boastful, uh, da, 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 da. to be praised, to be made praiseworthy, be commended, be worthy of praise. So now we're going to get into a second part of it here. Listen. To make a fool of, or to be, to make into a fool, to act madly, or act like a madman. To act like a madman. You mean this is what we're supposed to do for God? Exactly. To be so praising and boasting of God that somebody says, "God, they're like a madman for the Lord." You're crazy. Yeah, for Jesus, amen, thank you. That's like one of the best compliments you can give me. Yeah, this is what, when we say the word, just the word hallelujah, all of this is built into it. 
We're saying, I want to be very clear about this. I'm praising God. I am praising God because he is worthy of praise. And I want my praise to stand out. And it it gives us the idea that I'm going to do it on purpose. And that's why when you can stand up and say, uh, let's shout hallelujah for another five seconds, that's biblical. Like, well, I don't feel like it right now. That's exactly the reason you need to do it. Because you don't feel like it right now is exactly the reason you need to do it. Because when you learn to put on a hallelujah, when you learn to put on praise, there's something that happens. Now watch this. If there was nothing to praise over, would God be just? No. He'd be telling you, put on, basically put on the hallelujah but there's nothing to praise over. That's not just. So because we know that God's just, and and he gives us the idea that we're supposed to put on praise and put on a hallelujah in our life and be clear and boast about him and praise him and and stand out when we do it, what he's saying is because I'm just and, and I'm asking you to praise me, because I'm just... There's something to give thanks for. You might not feel like giving thanks. You might not feel like putting on a hallelujah. You might not feel like worshiping God and praising God. But when God uh, leads us to hallelujah, what he's saying to you is, even though you might not feel like it, I got something that's being worked on, and you can go ahead and give me praise because no matter what you do, you give me praise, and you're going to see the thing worthy of praise come about in your life because you might not can see it, you might not can feel it right now, but there's something to praise about. Your situation's changing as we speak. Right now, things are going a different direction. The question is, will you recognize it? That's the issue. Will you trust God saying to you, will you trust my character enough to put on a hallelujah and praise me before you feel or see it? Because if you'll do it like that, what you're saying is, Lord, I trust you. You are just, you are righteous, and you are faithful. And your arm is not shortened where you can't reach me and reach my situation. You you are not so powerless that you can't touch my life, change my family, change my job. You You are not shortened of your ability to get your love to manifest in my life. And I'm going to praise you no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, because you, Father, are trustworthy. And you are praiseworthy no matter what I feel like. So why don't we stand up for just a second. And you know your flesh will be. Can y'all sing the raise a hallelujah song? Let's get that ready. Glory to God. You know when you start to do things on purpose. Have you ever. Are you the causer of shifting today? <laughs> oh, they're kidding. Lisa can't see past it. Tall, tall Paul. That is so funny. Tall Paul. So they couldn't see Becca on stage for you? Oh. <laughs> At one point I thought about doing this and it looked like I was picking her nose. 
I might have paid you money afterwards if you did that. <laughs> crush your head. Crush, crush, crush. You know, when you, when you start to do things on purpose, when you start to praise God on purpose, it feels really funny to the flesh. And it doesn't feel right to the flesh. But in the spirit, it's like, yeah, this is right. I've never started to praise God. I've never started to praise God on purpose, and my feelings didn't change. I've never started to praise him, and things didn't start to turn around. <laughs> the joy hitting over here. <laughs> it doesn't happen to Natalie that often. Not, not like some other people I know. <laughs> Oh my goodness. She's trying to hold it back. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness. Right. All right, so let's just take love, very simple. Let's say somebody does something against you. Is forgiveness a function of love? Let's say that somebody does something against you. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is love is one of them, right? The fruit of the Spirit is love. When somebody does something against you, you have a choice to give love to them and forgive them or not, right? Most of the time in the flesh, do you feel like, do you feel like forgiving them? No. So in order to forgive them, now some people might be like, that is so rude. They don't know. That's the Holy Ghost touching them, and I'm good with it. it most, many preachers might not be good with it, but I'm good with it. So don't, don't get offended for my sake. I'm actually happy. And uh, so that, the joy of the Lord is their strength. They need some joy. Joy, 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 <laughs> more. <laughs> joy, 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 amen. Holy Ghost service. All right, so. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Do you feel like forgiven? Do you feel like forgiven when somebody's done something against you? No, you don't feel like it. You don't feel like it. So you have to choose to put on forgiveness or choose, make a choice to put on love, correct? And if you don't choose to put it on, are you walking in the fruit? No. So when God tells us to praise, like... 
We're supposed to praise God and have praise on our lips at all times. He inhabits the praise of our people. Whether we feel like it or not, or whether we see it or not, we make a choice. I'm going to praise because I trust God over my circumstance. I trust God over my situation. I trust God over my finances. I trust God. So I'm going to put on praise because he's worthy of praise no matter how I feel. No matter what I see, he is worthy of praise. And if I'll put on praise, put on a hallelujah, God will inhabit my situation. And now my situation will change. So I want us, let's put on a hallelujah. Let's put on a praise this morning or this evening. And let's put on that hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy of that praise. And right before we start the song, get ready to start it. Actually, you can go ahead and start it. Let's just praise them till the music starts. Father, thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I raise a hallelujah. In the presence of my enemies, I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief, and I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah Sing in the middle of the storm Louder and louder You're gonna hear my praises roar Hallelujah. Oh, and I will watch the darkness flee. I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. And I raise a hallelujah. Fear you lost. Oh, Lost your hold on me, so I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder. 
seated and turn to Psalm 106. Hallelujah. So what did I say that hallelujah meant? Praise ye the Lord, right? 
So if you look at Psalm 106 and verse 1, and let's put it in the King James, Psalm 106 and verse 1, it says, Praise ye the Lord. What's it saying there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, that's what it's saying. Hallelujah. Halal, like we said earlier. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's what it is. Praise ye the Lord. It's given us a command. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And then go down to the last verse in there, uh, verse 48. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Let all the people say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right? Now the verse that I was reading before was Revelation. Well, I don't know if I like saying hallelujah. It'd do you some good just to shout hallelujah. Amen. And uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's fun to mess with people while I'm preaching. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know anybody who would do that. Uh, named Brian. Uh, but anyway... You know, some people might say, well, I don't like saying that. Well, you better get used to it because that's what you're going to be doing in heaven. Let's turn to Revelation 19 and uh, verse 6. Now, you'll notice Revelation 19, verse 6, it says this. It's talking about, does anybody have a subject title right there, right above verse 6? What does it say? The marriage supper of the Lamb. So that we know that that's a joining supper between Jesus and the body of Christ, right? Well, who's the body of Christ? Say, say I am. <laughs> I am. If you know Jesus, that's you, right? And it says, here's, he's talking about the body of Christ. He says, then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to Him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and His bride has been made ready. Right? Hallelujah. You're going to be saying hallelujah up in heaven. You're going to be talking about it. You're going to be saying hallelujah. And uh, why? Because you're going to be praising God. Because I'm telling you, when you get in his presence, when you get in his presence, you're not going to want to do too much more but praise him. You're going to want to praise him, right? You're going to want to praise him. And that can tell us something. If I don't feel like praising the Lord, that kind of tells me that maybe I haven't allowed his presence into my life, right? So, mm. <laughs> Right? And uh, maybe I need to let his presence, if I don't feel like worshiping, if I don't feel like praising him, then maybe I need his presence more active in my life. That means I need to let him in. Amen? We need to be shouting hallelujah. I remember Brother Hagen, he'd, he'd just, he'd walk around. Actually, I did it to Marky, uh, not really thinking about it. But he'd just walk around and he'd stand in front of somebody and go, Hallelujah! 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 You know, and he'd just shout hallelujah like that. And uh, I remember one time he did that. I was watching a video, and uh, man, something in my spirit jumped, like in a good way. Like, ooh, I like that, you know. And, and uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced something. But he went, hallelujah. And I, I was like, glory to God. You know, I felt like running. I'm like, I'm at home, you know. And I was like, you know, I felt like running in the spirit, you know. And uh, it, it leaped on the inside of me. And uh, 
I noticed that there's something on that word, and that's when I started. I studied it out just a little bit and didn't really know, you know. And it's not real complicated. It's just, hey, be praise God, make it evident, boast on Him, yeah. right? Be, be, you know, um, don't try to hide it. Praise Him. Yep. Look. It's okay to look foolish when you're worshiping him and saying hallelujah, you know. Let yourself go in praise to God. Now, there's a word for you. Let yourself go in your praise to God. Don't be afraid. You remember a couple weeks ago when Nicole and I got up here and started dancing over the victories in our lives? Let yourself go in praise to God. Don't be ashamed of praising God. See, David did it right, praising God with everything he had down the streets of Jerusalem. His wife, Michael, did it wrong when she said, look at him, he's the king, he should not be doing that. David did it right, she did it wrong. Don't be afraid to praise God and to be known about praising him. That's been a big problem in the American churches because people, they're, they're like, well, that's just not right. And what that is, that's the spirit of religion stealing boldness and confidence from you. Stealing boldness and confidence from you. And so what happens is when we can't praise God boldly like that, the devil comes in, he starts to bring, he starts to bring some kind of sickness or disease, and you can't stand up in boldness and confidence because you don't praise in boldness and confidence. And all of a sudden you can't stand against that thing. Jade? Did you honk? That is a great shirt for you to be wearing tonight because it's like matching. Just hold the mic close and see if we can get it on the video. <laughs> I'll just go over here and talk and see if she lets it, forgets it's there. <laughs> but if you can't get bold in your hallelujah, if you can't get bold in your praise, then when the attack comes, you're, you think you're going to be able to be bold in your attack but not bold in your praise? It doesn't work like that. Either you're bold and confident or you're not. You've got to carry it on you all the time. No, I'm not putting up with that illegal thing, illegal thing in my life. I'm not putting up with that. No, it has no right to be here. That thing Jesus has already paid for, that sickness to be gone in my body, and it cannot stand here, and that boldness will start to come on you. Look, you've done started a fire over here. Amen. Amen. Y'all, now listen, I'm calling Miss Felicia up to do the offering. Y'all behave while she's up here, okay? Amen. Come on, Miss Felicia. I might not should have said that. That might make it worse. I would ask how y'all doing, but I can tell. <laughs> You're doing good. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, when Pastor asked me to do the offering, um, you guys were here praising the Lord. I heard the Lord, this is about the offering, but I heard the Lord say, tell them they're sweet to me. And um, I'm going to give you a little background on that. It's still about the offering because you were offering up praises to the Lord. And so I, last week I was in my house and I spent some time with the Lord and worshiping him and and um, I'm walking in my kitchen and all of a sudden I heard the Holy Spirit say you smell good <laughs> I've never heard that in 48 years 
It is? Okay. Well, he said, you smell good. And I'm like, am I hearing something freaky? You know, because I'm the only one. You, we do ask ourselves when it gets weird. We do. No one else is around. And we ask because, okay, I just want to make sure this is God and not another voice. And so as I thought on that, he reminded me that I had just spent time sitting down and worshiping him and praising him and, you know, trying my best to listen to him. And he was, you know, that's what I'm talking about. You smell good. And then what he said was, you know, made able to connect with my religiosity. (laughs) (laughs) And my theology meaning, yes, I offered up incense to the Lord, but the way that he said it caught me off guard. But he says it in a way that you can understand it. So that's the background to when he came over and left, the Lord said, tell them they're sweet to me. And see, he had just been having everyone to, to, to raise a hallelujah. And so he wants me to tell you um, that your offering, your tithes too, but your, your offering establishes your allegiance and your honor. And then he took me immediately to the cross. Jesus was the offering that was given for us and his obedience established his allegiance to God and his honor to God on the earth. Well, heaven already knew that he honored the father and was aligned with the father, but the sacrifice had to be made in the earth. And so, When you bring your offering, it's not just I'm giving the church money. God does not need our dollar bills. Heaven can't spend them. They're used in the earth. But your offering from your heart, because where your your treasure is, there's your heart also. It establishes that allegiance between you and the Father that I am aligned with heaven. I'm aligned with you. I'm aligned with what you're telling me to do. And by doing so, I honor you. And so that shifts the mindset to here, let me drop this 20 or this 50, or this 100, it, it shifts because we've all given offerings like that, and we didn't see the blessing behind it. You dropped the 20, but you didn't drop your heart. You see. So, shift into allegiance. I'm aligned with God. 
And then he compared it to the government. Well, down here, the government makes you pay taxes. But it, uh, that shows your allegiance and your honor. Because your taxes fund the roads, and, you know, the highways, the schools, and you're participating in the kingdom of the United States of America. And you see it every day. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. Likewise, your allegiance and your honor to God means you are showing that you participate in the kingdom of heaven on the earth. The kingdom of heaven in heaven, the kingdom of God is not going to spend those 20s and 50s and 100s. But the kingdom on earth will. And you prove your honor with that. So is it time to pray? <laughs> I honor the pastor. I, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling it too, so I kind of don't know what I'm doing except for what the Lord tell me to say. See, I, I'm used to the joy too, and I'm like, man, I hope she's used to the joy like that because that's... Not everybody understands understands what's happening. Remember, we used to get that under PD a lot. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, just while we were down, um, when we were down in Tampa a few weeks ago, Nicole said, I leaned over to Nicole because the Holy Ghost said to me, he said, every offering carries a smell with it. Every offering carries a smell with it. Now, if you look, well, that, what does that mean? He says, every offering carries a smell with it. So here's the question. I mean, what kind of smell do you want your offering to have? I know that's not helping the joy road. It's not helping that. But if you think about with Cain and Abel, with Cain, but I'm serious. Didn't I leaned over? I said because the Holy Spirit said it so plainly. He said every offering has a smell, and I went, "Wow, glory to God!" Because you start to understand when Cain and Abel, Abel brought an offering that was that was able for the Lord to say, "Hey." That is a good offering. But Cain's heart in his giving produced an offering that was an abomination, right? And it was, it, in other words, what made the difference in the offering? What made the difference in the offering was the heart, right? So every offering, that's what you're saying. And when he's saying, hey, you smell sweet to me, even in praise, praise is an offering. And that means when you've turned your heart to the place where you can give to God praise, uh, even above what you're feeling or what your need is, all of a sudden you turn into a sweet-smelling savor. And just watch this, Leviticus 1, 7 through 9, talking about an offering. It says, the priest shall burn on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Verse 17, an offering made by fire, sweet aroma to the Lord. Another Leviticus, sweet aroma to the Lord. Ephesians 5, 2. 
and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God. So now it's not just walking in love also becomes an offering to the Lord. And, and let me just say this, an offering given in love also is that's how you make the offering right is when you give in love. And an offering given in love, he says, it's an offering uh, and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. I mean, look at all these verses. Look, look at all these. All these are about an offering with a smell uh, on them, with, with a sweet-smelling savor to them. Um, indeed, uh, Philippians 4.18, you remember Philippians 4.19? Anybody, what what's Philippians 4.19 say? And my God shall supply all my need according to his glory, right? His riches in glory. What? Do you quote the 13? I can do all things. I, w I was just hoping I had it right. It was 50-50. I was going for the right one. But it says I can do all things, but what most people don't understand is they don't qualify to do all things because all of Philippians 4 is talking about an offering. It's talking about an offering that has a sweet smell and savor, a sweet aroma. Verse 18 says this, Indeed, I have all and I abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, because they brought him an offering, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Every offering has a smell, and it has to do with your heart. That's why the woman with the two mites had an offering that we still talk about today because she gave everything. It was a sweet smell to God because she gave everything. And it's not that we all have to give everything every time. The question is, does God have your heart in your giving? So you're right on it. And it was interesting because I hadn't brought that back up since then. But as soon as you said that, and you, and you said, you know, believe it or not, this is an offering message. It is an offering message. God pays attention. Did you know the first Gentiles that came into the kingdom, the first Gentiles that got born again were in Cornelius? house. Do you know why they were at Cornelius' house and not somebody else's house? Because the alms of the Lord came up before God. Your alms have been remembered uh, in, in front of the Lord. Your giving has been brought up before God. And so he sends, uh, he sends Peter there and Peter tells them the good news and they get filled with the Holy Ghost and born again right in the same moment. Why? Because he had an offering that was a sweet smell to God. It's not the amount, it's your heart. Does God have your heart? Same thing in praise. It, it's not how loud you get. It's does he have your heart so that you're willing to get loud or get quiet, whatever he says. Does he have your heart? It is an offering message. And so as we get ready today, you can just hold up your envelope. Uh, they, if you're, you know, even if you didn't come prepared to give, even if you didn't come prepared to give, what you can do is you can, I want you to pray over it in just a second. Um, what you can do is you can say, Lord, all right, I didn't come prepared to give today. And you can give online. You, you can go to that. Uh, but give.bclife.org. But here's the question. Even if you didn't come to give, that envelope is yours. So now it's yours. 
You can say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sow it back to the church. I'm not going to crumple up, throw it in a trash can. And today, you can kickstart your finance. You can say, hey, this is my offering, Lord. You give seed to the sower. I receive this as my seed. And I know it might not be much, but I'm giving it to you. And I'm going to kickstart those finances tonight. And so uh, if you pray and bless that offering, just stand at your seat. Get ready to give. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for your presence, for your confirmation, and for your compliment, mm -hmm. Lord, that this house smells good to you, that they are sweet to you, that we are offering up a sweetness unto you, Father. 